there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard as we're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino Fun Show lined up uh, today over the next three hours. Uh, we have plenty of NFL to discuss and get into. Major League Baseball happenings from last night. Big news in that sport as well. And, Paulie, it was the uh, debut of Hard Knocks with the New York Jets last night. And, uh, you know, HBO, they do a great job with the with the production on that show and, well, pretty much any show that they get behind. And I thought episode one was, uh, you know, it's a typical beginning, cut, trying to set the tone for any team that's ever been on Hard Knocks. But it was also, I mean, I, I thought it was pretty, pretty well done. Uh, the writing is always good. Aaron Rodgers, I actually thought, was uh, was fairly entertaining, believe it or not. He he showed a really good side last night, in my opinion, and uh, he likes to have fun. And he did so with uh, you know his new OC, Nathaniel Hackett. And Hackett came across as a guy that it makes sense when you watch him, you know, mic'd up, that a guy like Rodgers or other players would be like, yeah, that, that's a pretty good dude, and I like him. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, the hype, we talked about this yesterday, the hype was already there for this team. They acknowledged it right out of the gates last night on episode one. Um, Salah did, talking about he had this eagle versus crow comparison that you know coaches are going to do whatever they can to fire their teams up. But the hype was already there. And uh, with this show now on nationally, and people are going to love it and fall in love with uh, this team and Rodgers probably, I would imagine the hype's only going to get you know 10 times what it was before the show even started. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you don't have haters, you ain't popping, right? Uh, I really wanted to tweet that out last night, but <laughs> if you get talking to the guys here though, that uh, behind the glass, it's just like, well, was it just a basic hard knocks episode though? It, it kind of was. But that yeah. was, uh, you know, I go back and forth though too, but it's just, I mean, the AFC is so stacked. I mean, again, they're only like a dollar forty to make the playoffs, and that's, but they got to end this drought first things first. You know, twelve years without being in the playoffs is ridiculous. Uh, but I, I just think, and you saw it a little bit last night, to realize what they have in Rodgers, not so much how good he is, but it's what they had last year. 
with, with, with Wilson. So going from Wilson to Rodgers with something to prove. How it ended in Green Bay, people taking shots at him. Uh, I just think, you know, I'd, I, I'd like to see him make the playoffs. Can they make a deep run? They certainly have the talent. I mean, you have a top five defense. They, I still stand by it. They would have made the playoffs last year if Mike White was the quarterback the whole year. But, uh, but again, we'll, we'll see. They, you know, it's a very good team. But again, they, they be no surprise if they miss just because the conference is so damn oh, no, good. No doubt. I mean, there was a, a part last night, and a lot of the players, the coaches, when Rodgers would make a certain throw. I mean, they were in awe of what that guy can right. do. With the sideline pass to Wilson. With his pinpoint yes. you know, precision, accuracy. And there was a spot on the show last night where the defensive coordinator had the entire you know, defense in the room, and he's breaking it down on the big screen, and he just he kept stopping it and pausing like a John, you know, John Madden would do on Monday Night Football. And he just he was kind of like almost laughing, and he goes, Do you guys realize how many games we're going to be in this year? He go, and he's pointing up to the screen again, and he goes, he might be the one person on the planet that can make that throw. Yeah. And we, like, I think yeah. Sauce Gardner was in coverage. He's like, that's not happening against us. He's our quarterback. Mm-hmm. So nobody else in the league that we have to play will make that throw. He goes, that has to make you feel damn good today. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, again, just like the players going up to Rodgers, like I, you know, some of them saying, I think it was McCole Hardman. I was seven years old when I first started watching you play. And Rodgers is like, yeah, that's, I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but he <laughs> yeah. goes, no, it just talks about that you're still able to do it at this level. I mean, that tells you how, how good you've been. They got money to spend, too, with him taking the $30 million pay cut as well. So maybe they can add some pieces. And I don't know, you know, Coke, uh, Cook's got to make up his mind, too, but that could happen as well. We're on a nice run here with, 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 with the football viewing. With that starting now and it's going to be good, fingers crossed, the quarterback on Netflix and then Johnny Manziel now, too. I mean, this is some incredible television we're on. And the Manziel thing, and you have a story about Manziel too, but the story's coming out of that. I mean, we knew going in before it aired about the uh, contemplating suicide and how bad it was for him there as well, but they were going to have his dad fake a heart attack before the draft combine to avoid the drug test, and then they finding out that when he was at A&M, the four-string quarterback would go in a cup for him, and then just always partying and drinking where the Browns tell his agent, yeah, he's not watching any game film. Well, he's got to be watching some. He's like, no, it's 0.0 on the iPad. He's watching zero game film. Nothing. Not putting any work in. It knows yeah. what going. And then there was that report where, like a night before a game, he had a New Year's Eve party with uh, Josh Gordon. And they walked, the security went over to his place, and they, he reeked of alcohol. Mm-hmm. They're like, what are you doing here? Yeah, so so that's could, when you knew the writing was on the wall. They could actually tra- track the progress on the iPad uh-huh. from the team facility. And basically just know like yeah. the guy's not well, taking this something with him. And then on the show, he's like, he's proud of it. He just puts up, how much were you watching? He goes like this. I mean, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the story that I have is uh, going back to the year that it was pretty much the end uh, for him was when he came out here to Las Vegas. And it was like uh, before the final week of the season. And uh, I'm doing a show locally here in Las Vegas, and my phone started to blow up in the first segment of the show, and it just would not stop. And I'm like, what is going on? I get to the break, and people are reaching out to me to say, hey, Mitch, uh, we got a good one for you. So, like, throughout the show, I'm trying to, like, go back and text and find out exactly what happened. Yeah, he came out here the night before he was supposed to be playing for the Browns. Like, I believe it was week 17 then. And he had a table and partied at Hakkasan at the MGM. And he, that's when he did the, the blonde wig and the mustache and the sunglasses. 
And they're like, that he's here. I, ha- I verified it with like three other sources that he came out here and ended up uh, breaking that story. And I actually eventually saw the guest list of people who were attending Hakkasan that night. It, it was like, it was a code name for Manzel, but it was right there on the list. Like he wasn't hiding anything. It either said Billy, if I, I had the list at home somewhere, it was either like Billy football or Johnny football on the list. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? And everybody knew it was him involved and, you know, people, people know each other out here in Las Vegas. Yeah. Like that story was going to come out regardless of what kind of disguise or mask he was going to wear around. And I found out like two days after it happened. And that's pretty much, again, that was the, the end was happening already, but that was like the writing on the wall. Like the guy's going to be out of the league. Yes. Well, I think it was a lot like Jamarcus Russell. Even if you didn't have the demons and the problems, you weren't going to be anything anyways. Right, yes. And I know you tweeted out the Merrill Hodge thing, but oh. it's like, this guy's going to be a bust. He can't play. It's a horrible draft pick by the Browns. What are they thinking? But I, the, even if the kid didn't have the demons, he wasn't going to do anything in the league anyways. Well, I mean, it just tells you, again, like these <clears throat> first-round picks are so hit and miss. We saw it with Zach Wilson last night. Uh-huh. Guy's been a uh, total disaster since they took him number two overall, and they were convinced he was going to be the franchise quarterback moving forward. But for any team in the league to think that Johnny Manziel was worth a first-round pick back then, I was saying it. I, I'm like, I, what, are, what are they watching? You think this guy's going to translate to the NFL? And that's when Merrill Hodge came on TV, and he's like, maybe I would consider a fourth-round pick. Maybe. And I don't even think I'd take him then. And oh, then he's sure. going back and forth with Skip and Stephen A. Smith, and Skip just ends, ends it by saying, you've never been more wrong in your life. The guy's basically going to be one of the best players in football. Typical, right? <laughs> yeah. That he couldn't be more clueless about something. <laughs> Uh, but it's it's amazing, like, some of the hype that we've heard on some of these quarterbacks coming out of the league in years past. And, by the way, Merrill Hodge, I think he was right on all of them. I believe he Tebow. Nailed, te- nailed Tim Tebow. Vince Young? Vince, uh, what did he say? I wouldn't take Vince Young in the fifth round? Yeah, I think something like said. that, yeah. Third, Fourth yeah. or fifth round would okay. not take Vince Young. Yep. Whenever that guy had something to say about a quarterback, he was typically going to be spot on. And uh-huh. it, it sounded like it was going against the grain, but only because everybody else was buying the hype. I mean, the Tebow stuff to go in the first round, I mean, clearly the guy couldn't throw a football when he was at Florida. Right. How was that going to work in the NFL? Mm-hmm. Horrible job by McDaniels. Absolutely. Yeah. And gave up picks to do so uh, and take them. And I, again, I, I said this a couple weeks ago. I've already heard this. I've already heard it this summer. Caleb Williams can't miss. I, mean, I love the guy. I yeah. think the guy's phenomenal. Uh, I would absolutely take him number one next year in the draft. Is he? How can you say can't miss about anybody? Really? No. I thought Matt Liner was going to be a stud. There's another one. How good was that guy in college? Sure. I thought Brady Quinn would be a good pro. Yeah, maybe too. Again, the Browns. That's another swing and miss. How many quarterbacks the Browns uh, have, have missed on. That was another one. So, yeah, you're exactly right. You can't look at this. Yep. I mean, l- luck was the one sure thing, but it's uh, absolutely. Bust all over. Yep. By the way, uh, very good job by Matt Humans here on the network. He puts uh, this together every single year. I tweeted this out moments ago. It's on vcin.com, and I tweeted it out at Mitch Moss Radio. He put together the NFL preseason quarterback depth charts. And this is something that you definitely want to know, you know, betting preseason games, who's going to be getting the action maybe in the second half or which guys are going to be playing a bunch of uh, snaps. I will remind you that, you know, Skylar Thompson last year as a rookie for the Dolphins played out of his mind. He had a 138 rating, five touchdowns, no INTs. He played really well. So he's the third stringer behind Mike White, who can clearly play. Yeah. So the Dolphins quarterback room. Love Mike White. Is very good. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're, I think, the president of the fan club. Yeah, I moved on. Yeah, I got rid of Keenum, and now I'm on to Mike White. Yep. yep. Anthony Brown for the Ravens played, and I remember watching him play. I'm like, oh, my God, another quarterback who can play yes. really well for the Ravens in the preseason, exactly what they need. 
but he had three touchdowns and a rating of 117.7. He's the fourth guy right now on the depth chart for the Ravens, but he'll get some playing time in the preseason. Like, that's going to happen. And then, a cu- like, Bryce Perkins is currently out of the league. The guy was like a revelation for the Rams last year in the preseason. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. was tremendous. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get that, file it away, print it out. Again, it's at vcin.com, and it's uh, every single quarterback currently in the, the quarterback rotations for every team. Ravens, very good. But, again, you have to when you yep. win 23 preseason games in a row. But the other thing is a guy like uh, Thompson Robinson. When the play breaks down, can you just take off and run and get nine yards and extend the drive and keep the chains moving? I mean, that's something that the Ravens have as well. And uh, But that's just let's see if they can do it again Saturday night. This is just crazy what they're, they've done the last uh, five, six years preseason. ATS as well. By the way, another takeaway from Rodgers last night. He was very high on DTR before the, pre, the Hall of Fame game started. And he's basically said he's a yeah. West Coast guy. I watched him play at UCLA. He's talented. Yeah. He was telling his teammates, like, this guy can play. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's a guy that if he's going to get a bunch of playing time in the preseason, I want to be on the Browns then. Uh, Paulie will recap last night's betting action. Oh, man, some brutal news in Major League Baseball. It's all coming up on Follow the Money. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? It's updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Another way we're here to help you make a smarter, make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out the betting splits every game, vcin.com. Talk some uh, Major League Baseball on the card today. Get a couple of bets here from VSIN sports betting analyst Josh Applebaum. You can uh, download, subscribe, and listen to his two podcasts, Market Insights and Morning Bets, wherever you get your podcast. Josh, good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for the time today. As always, we appreciate it. 
Uh, let's begin with the Cubbies and the Mets. Who knows, man? Maybe the Cubs do pull off this division in the NL Central. They are trotting Kyle Hendricks in his, uh, I don't know, 82-mile-an-hour fastball out on the mound today. <laughs> They're small favorites. Do you like him in the Cubs, or do you like the Mets at home? Mitch and Paulie, great to be with you. I like the Cubbies in this spot. They've been playing great baseball. They're 14-4 and their last 18 games, fighting for a playoff spot. And I think now that we're past the trade deadline, guys, you can kind of see who the buyers are, who the sellers are. Obviously, the Mets were a team with a huge expectations. The owner, Cohen, spent a ton of money. They packed it in. He didn't get his return on investment. So we have a Mets team who sold. We have a Cubs team who, you know, small... Uh, small B buyers. They picked up uh, Heimer Candelario, who's been a pretty good bat to their lineup. But I'm hoping uh, Hendricks comes through today, Mitch, as the uh, you know t- modern day Greg Maddox here throwing yep. 82 miles an hour. But I like this move toward the Cubbies today because he, this game actually opened around a pick'em, guys. It was around you know minus 105, minus 110, uh, minus 110 both sides. Now you're seeing the Cubs get moved up a little bit to minus 115. I'm looking at a couple of shops that are even inching up toward minus 120. So we got some movement toward the Cubs. Also, if you look at the bet split. Pretty good pro and Joe combination here in favor of the Cubs. They're getting 79% of bets using our VEASAN.com bet splits coming directly from DraftKings, but 89% of the money. So it seems to me the public is saying, hey, fade the Mets. They've they've been sellers. Play the Cubs because they've been playing pretty well. But then also, wise guys are also saying the value of the number in the Cubs at pretty much just a juiced up price here is worthwhile. Also, pretty good betting system. If you look at non-division road favorites, guys, this is one of my one of my angles when you when you're betting Major League Baseball. I like to play dogs in divisional matchups because of the familiarity, kind of levels the playing field, leads to more you know closer games and upset opportunities. But non-division road favorites, it's a way to go contrarian. Public t- tends to like. Uh, not exactly in this spot, but typically home teams. So if you go with road team, as well as a team that's in a uh, different division, that lack of familiarity really benefits uh, that non-division road favorite. That's around 62% the last three years. You have better bats here with the Cubbies. They're hitting 257 versus 237 for the Mets. Also big bullpen edge here. According to our colleague, Steve Mackinnon, plus 12 bullpen rating for the Cubs, minus 12 for the Mets. Remember, they had Diaz get hurt. They traded away Robertson. Cubs also the third best Major League Baseball team against left-handed pitchers this year, going up against uh, David uh, Robertson, who's got an ERA over five. The Cubs are 20 and 16, 56% against lefties. Also, if you look at the Mets, they're the second worst team in baseball, guys, as a dog. When they're expected to lose, they typically do. They're just 9 and 30, uh, 23% as a dog. And again, we have a team buying, playing well versus a team selling uh, who's got the line going away from them. Add it all up, guys. I think it's an opportunity here to back the Cubbies. I'm on the Cubs at minus 115. All right, it's a four-game set in Cleveland. It continues. Uh, we talked about Blue Jay Kikuchi goodly yesterday. <laughs> but they give up three hits and lose one nothing. You want to back Gossman here in the Jays? I do, and probably should have taken that under yesterday. I was a lean for me, and it's always funny, guys, when you lean and you don't play it, it always wins. Uh, you never forget the ones you lean and don't play that lose. But uh, anyway, here, I'm going to go with Gosman. I think it's an opportunity uh, after they split the first two, Paulie, to back Toronto in this spot. Uh, number one pitching matchup, Gosman's been great pretty much all year, 8-6 and six with a 3.20 ERA. Logan Allen, meanwhile, he's been decent as well. Five and four, three point six five ERA. This is a really big betting system play for me in terms of system matches in the situation that the Toronto uh, Blue Jays are in. Number one, a little bit of movement. You know, they open as low as minus one thirty-five, minus one forty. They're ticking up to around minus one fifty. So, to me, when I'm looking at steam and line movement, obviously not every line move will uh, will win. But if you get ten cents of movement or more, that tells me that it's not just a small adjustment. You're taking in some sharp action across the marketplace. So, line is going to Toronto in this spot. Uh, but what I, really, what I really like here is a sweet spot road favorite. If you look at road favorites in baseball, guys, when they're between minus 120 and minus 150, that quote unquote sweet spot, 
They're 167 and 104 this year, 62% with an 8% return on investment. Also, American League East favorites, when they're playing a team in particular from the AL Central, they've dominated. They are 68 and 24, 74% this year with uh, 18 units won. So if you bet 100 bucks, you're up $1,800. Some good correlative betting value as well. If I'm on a favorite, guys, I want a, a game in a low total game. This one is a total of eight. So a fewer amount of expected runs scored, more likely to come from uh, that favorite there. And then also another bullpen edge, plus 11 versus just a plus three. And I'm not sure about Jose Ramirez. I'm not sure if he's going to play today or not. He's appealing his suspension. If he's out, you're probably going to see this line shoot up even further to Toronto. But I'm going to back the Jays in this spot. I'll sweat Gosman guys around, you know, minus 145. Let's okay. follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Uh, Josh Applebaum's our guest. One final game here for you, Josh. Cardinals. And the Rays, Beeks is going in this game for the home team, Tampa, against Hudson. And, uh, in fact, in the last uh, five minutes or so, we've had a little bit of movement here at a couple of spots in Las Vegas anyway. Tampa Bay opened up around minus 145. They're ticking up to about a, uh, minus 155 now at several spots the way it looks. Uh, do you agree with the move? I do. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay here. And good point by you, Mitch. And I think, you know, when you're sweating baseball, you know, people got to go to work. You know, they got busy lives. But this is kind of the witching hour, this, like, you know, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern time, you'll see a lot of moves. So if you like some spots and you think you can beat the closing line, you probably want to hit these games early. But you're totally right. We're seeing this line go toward Tampa Bay. Played them last night, uh, came through for me. I'm going to go right back to the level of Tampa Bay here today. You mentioned it, about 10 cents of steam. Now 15 cents, minus 140-ish, taking up past minus 150. 77% of bets, but more than 85% of the money here is going with Tampa Bay. You also, again, we talked about that. We talked about the Cubs uh, in the Mets game, buyer sellers. Now, you didn't have to see a ton of moves from Tampa Bay. This is a St. Louis team that had high expectations. They sold off Flaherty a couple parts here. This is a team that, you know, will probably play, you know, battle down the stretch, but a team that kind of the writing's on the wall just isn't their year versus Tampa, who has great motivation to play. They're trying to uh, beat out the uh, the Orioles, who, by the way, Orioles, you know, backbreaking loss. Had them last night, guys. Yep. What a meltdown yeah. from that bullpen in Bautista. But another system match play for me, if you'll get interleague favorites, always lean favorites, interleague play, lack of familiarity, benefiting the better team. But in particular, if you're an interleague favorite off a win, you're taking in some momentum. Those teams are 169 and 100 this year, 63% with a 5% ROI. And then if you also get American League East favorites versus non-AL East teams, they're 176 and 93, 65%. So a couple matches here uh, on the Rays. Rays also been a really good team at home at the Trop. They're 38 and 19, 67%. Both teams are about, you know, 256. Hitting's kind of equal, but the pitching is a big advantage here for Tampa. ERA of 3.77 versus around uh, four and a half for the Cardinals and a much better bullpen rating too, plus 15 versus minus six. So uh, I'm going to take Tampa Bay here, guys. Again, I think this is the beauty of baseball now. We're all excited about football, but we have a lot of data on these teams. We know the buyers and sellers. You can kind of apply uh, multiple boxes getting checked off, a line move and kind of the, the buyer versus the seller matchup here. I think it's a valuable spot down the stretch. So I'll take Tampa and lay the minus price. You can get Josh's two podcasts wherever you listen to your podcast, Morning Insights and uh, Market, I'm sorry, Morning Bets and Market Insights. Josh, thanks for the time today. Best of luck. Appreciate it, guys. Have a great day. You too. Be good. Okay. So a little bit there on uh, today's card. Uh, Cubbies, 10-cent sure. move now this morning. You agree? Yeah, that's yeah. awful. Cubs are in the playoffs if they started today. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. See if Tampa can do this, 69 and 46. If anyone can pull it off, it's the race with all these injuries. But that's uh, obviously horrible news yesterday. It is. I mean, I, you really There's have to race. have a lot of respect for this organization. Yeah. They probably knew something was wrong. He was getting roughed up uh, last couple starts. Well, remember, it goes back to, uh, I think that was in, uh, I'm not going to put a timestamp on it because it was a while ago. 
when the manager came out to pull him in that one start that was early mm. in the game, and McClanahan's, I don't, he yeah. was mad. Yeah. He said, I don't want to come yeah. out. He said, dude, you're coming out of the game right now. Big one from uh, Flaherty tonight, too. Yeah, and I you, would agree. You bounce back after blowing that game, and if he, if you, if the velocity's there again, like what he did shutting down Toronto, this would be enormous for the Orioles if he comes out there and and he's an ace and he can go b- beat uh, Houston and Toronto back to back to start. Scherzer's done it. See if Flaherty can do it now, and you get this big deadline acquisition. Well, I'm on board with you because uh, I need the Orioles to win that division. Ten to one, based on bets. Yep. Yeah. Have did, to. You, did you get involved yesterday? You're going to wait. No, you I haven't done anything. Plus one fifty on on the Rays. The Rays, yeah. No, I haven't done anything. But although this is a, uh, I mean, it's an easy stretch for the Rays. It is. It's not You know, but has it been easy for the Orioles? Not at all. That's and they, right. They've survived here, and uh, you know, they they are getting a struggling Javier tonight. So if I yep. mean this offense, like we talked about, they yep. they just mash one through nine basically. I think they're going to get to Javier. Here's what the Blue Jays now. Remember Toronto again, only a game up on Seattle in the loss column. Cubs, Phillies, Reds, Orioles. They're two and eight against them. Then it's listen to this. It's Cleveland, Washington, Colorado, Oakland, Kansas City. Oh, yikes! Although Washington can really do some good ball. Yeah, right. Oh, no doubt. Yep. But then you close Texas, Boston, Yankees, Tampa, Yankees, Tampa. So, ay, ay, ay. so like we've been saying all year, though, a very good team is going to be left out in the American League. I would agree with that. Maybe yep. two. All right. Most of us in the uh, gambling racket are anxiously, uh, anxiously awaiting Billy Walter's upcoming book. Uh, maybe for those who don't know, possibly the best, probably actually the best sports better of all time. Based on one single tweet, the anticipation is now off the charts will tell you what somebody said who read the book about Phil Mickelson. Oh, mama. That's coming up next here on VEASAN. Always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VEASAN. Thanks for checking in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard. We're live today in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino, starting this hour off uh, by bringing in our pal, our cowboy, Jeff Seeley, golf handicapper, the Cutmaker Podcast, cutmakerpod.com for all the latest plays in the podcast as well, as it is the uh, St. Jude Classic FedEx Cup Championship. Uh, Indy Jeff, thanks for the time as always. How does this. Does it change at all the handicap with this being the first installment, the first kind of uh, weekend of the of the uh, playoffs? I mean, not so much the playoff component, but it's it's more the no cut event, right? I think when you're playing a no cut event and you've got as much talent as we have in this field, but everybody who's playing in this event has been playing well. So here, I you really got to look at ceiling, and you're trying to find value relative to the ceiling. So you know you're going to get four rounds of everybody. This is why a lot of times the cream rises to the top. Well, you've seen guys like Xander play well in a lot of these events. Who You, you know you're going to get four rounds of every guy. Who do you think has the most upside? That, I think, is the most biggest difference between a regular week just in the pure handicap-wise. Okay, so how are you going to attack it with the guys near the top? I've seen some people make the case for Scheffler this week. Uh, McElroy's in this, obviously. It's a great field overall. Who do you want to go to war with near the top of the odds board? Yeah, guys, I mean, you can make the case for Scotty. I think that's fair, but um, I think the ceiling, excuse me, the ceiling for Rory is 
just about as high. Um, I, I'm, I like Rory. I like Rom a little better in DFS, but I think Rory's the better bet. Will Scotty finish top five? Probably. Will Rory finish top five? Probably. It comes down to 50% greater odds from six to one to nine to one, and then putting. Rory's never going to blow anybody away with his putting, but he's basically an average putter. When you gain as well as both of them do T to green, it's all you really need to be an average putter. It's also interesting is what we hear all about Scheffler's T to green greatness. We've been talking about that all season, but over the last four events, Rory and Scheffler have averaged, both averaged over 11 strokes T to green, which is fantastic. But point being, Rory's been just as good T to green as Scotty has lately. I'll take the guy who's at least an average putter versus someone really struggling with the putter. Um, so Rory's the player for me in this range in the betting wise. Okay. And then, so other players like Cantley, as we move down the board a little bit, Shawfley, uh, Hatton, Morikawa, you're going to skip all of those guys and get to somebody who's in the 30s. Um, tell us who it is. Yeah, guys, I mean, you don't mind Xander because it is a no-cut event, but I actually like Ricky Fowler at 33-1. to 1. Not someone I play super often, but I think he makes sense this week. His price is double. It was, you know, it's it's half what it was a few months ago. I understand that, but forget about that and look at the player who Ricky Fowler is now. He has a win and three more finishes inside the top 25 in his last five events. Finished 15th here in 2020, grades out number two in my long-term model. His irons work great in Europe, but he's been gaining over three strokes on approach, five straight events before heading over there. His putting's back, gaining an average of over four strokes putting in his last five events. Plus, we know this, guys. If the crowd gets going, if Ricky gets going, the crowd will be behind him. He will be the fan favorite. So if he can get some momentum going, it would not shock me to see Ricky win this thing. Okay, what do you think of Matsuyama right now, current form? And, and it's rare, kind of rare to see him at this price, right? It is rare. I mean, yeah, 50 to 1 on Hideki in a 70 person field, I think is a great price. And that's really why I played him based upon price and course history and my model, not necessarily recent form. His recent form's just been okay, largely due to really bad putting. Ball striking's always there. He's historically a great ball striker and just a below average putter on these greens here. I think it makes him an interesting top 10 play, excuse me, top 20 play, a plus 130, and a 50-1, to one, you can throw a few bucks on it, but I really like Hideki on the placement markets at top 20. Okay. Did you have Henley first-round leader last week, too? Or just I to win? I didn't have a first-round leader, no. I just have him to win, Okay, he, he couldn't come on for us. It, and, and it's funny, I, I had I had Glover the, the previous week and didn't have him last uh. week, but... I'm I'm back on the wagon. Um, I mean, Glover's been on fire, guys. Finally broke through last week, and I simply can't ignore the heater he's on. I mean, he's finished first, fourth, and sixth in three of his last four events. That's phenomenal. Over the last 24 rounds, the best ball strikers in this field, in order, are Scotty Scheffler, Lucas Glover, Smalley, and Rory. The difference is Scheffler and Smalley rank 62nd and 64th in putting. That's out of mm. 70 guys. Well, Glover and Rory have been average. Last year, Glover gained over five strokes ball striking and three strokes putting and route to a third place finish here. Why can't he keep this heater going and do that again? I think he can. Give me a few bucks on the 90 to one on Glover, 90 to one, but I'm definitely in on Glover. Five to one or better top 10. Wow. I think five to one top 10 is a fantastic price on a guy who's on an absolute heater and played well later last year. Very good. Excellent breakdown. Okay, Chief. Uh, how about another one, 90 to 1? Yeah, guys. Denny McCarthy, <laughs> where it seems like we're on him every week, but this price is phenomenal. 
Don't love his recent form, but I'm not still not going to get off the wagon. Um, and you can find him better than two to one to finish top 20. Yes, his last two events have not been good. But when you look beyond that, you see great form. In addition, he has two top 20s in this event. So uh, I think you can throw a few bucks on Denny at 90 to one. If he can gain it all with his irons, he feels like a top 20 lock, though. So uh, I'm going to play Denny, hoping the irons get a little hot. If they get really hot, he could win. But I think top 20 is a great play on Denny. Mm -hmm. And then I played Andrew Putnam, who I think is going to be very popular this week for a lot of good reasons. His course form and his model grade both look really well. Uh, ranks number 10 in my model this week and finishes of 24th, 14th, 5th, and 2nd at this event. His current form isn't great, but it isn't awful. He may throw a few bucks on the outright, but for me, the top the play here on, on Putnam is uh, top 10 at plus 250 or better. Uh, I think you trust the course form. You trust the data. I think he's going to cash this ticket at least a third of the time. So I like plus 250 or better on, on Putnam uh, uh, top 20 as well. Follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Feast in the Sports Betting Network. Jeff Seely, our guest, cutmakerpod.com. Uh, get Telegram to get all the plays at cutmakerjeff on Twitter as well. Uh, Indy Jeff is your nickname uh, where you reside. What do you think uh, of the Colts this year, your expectations? And I know you were surprised at the week one line. Jacksonville only three and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's obviously low. This is going to be – it's going to be a tough scene, guys. I mean, there's – what, or I should say Shaq Leonard now is trying to work himself back into form. We have a carousel at running back, bringing in Kareem Hunt now. I actually kind of hope we sign Kareem Hunt's solid. Do you know do You know how old Kareem Hunt is? I was surprised how old Kareem Hunt is. How old do you think Kareem Hunt is? I'll say 26. 28. Yeah, yeah he's 28, which I – he. Doesn't it feel like he's been in the league for 15 years? Long time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really yeah. does. I mean, I so yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't mind Kareem Hunt as a running back, you know, certainly is versus some of the guys we have just rolling through there. Um, so I kind of hope we pick him up. I, I hope we play Richardson because I want to see him play. And, and I think that gives us our best chance to win. Reminds me a little bit of the Bears last year, right? When, you know, Fields was running for his life. And, and I think you put the best athlete out there and see what happens. I can't see us. But what are we trying to do if we're playing Minshew? Or mm -hmm. that's that's I guess that's my question. Are we trying to are we trying to win? I mean, I because I don't know that he gives us the best chance to win. And even if we win three or four games, that we're not we're not going to make the playoffs. We're not a playoff team. I think we're still in development. Um, the Taylor thing has set us back immensely. I think um, so. We'll see how that thing shakes up. But no, I'm I'm not optimistic. Sadly, not optimistic on the Colts this year. Obviously, hoping for the best, but. Yeah, boy, that's going to be a tough scene against Jacksonville week one. Why? I, I, it'll be interesting because as where it's well documented, the Colts are always the week one bust out in, in a survivor. And, yep. and just 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 watch this week. Wouldn't it be fate if the Colts end up actually winning and, and, and turn the tide and then everybody goes bananas and survivor? Of course. Yeah, that's the way it works in the NFL. Uh, great analysis as always, man. Best of luck this weekend, Ace. Thanks, fellas. We'll talk to you soon. Be good. There you go. Any Jeff Seeley with us. The um, Richardson, I hope he gets a start as well because he that dude is going uh -huh. to probably have one or two, maybe three plays like in the first game that he gets into where it's going to just blow us all away. And I think a lot of the rest of it's going to be really, really bad. Okay. How about, know, the, how about this Hunt story? You think he's going to go to the Saints and then the agent calls, hey, the Colts have a bigger offer and he hasn't even worked out with the Saints. Or with the Colts after the Saints workout. Well, this makes so a lot of sense, stuff. right? 
Because if he was going to go to the Saints, think about this for a second. They brought in Jamal Williams for Detroit over the uh, offseason. Uh-huh. Kamara only got a three-game suspension. They drafted the kid out of TCU, so it's a loaded backfield. The Colts, Jonathan, who the hell knows what's going to happen to Jonathan Taylor? Um, Zach Moss broke his arm. Deion Jackson is banged up. So, I mean, yeah. I think the right move, if this guy wants to actually play and get on the field, it's a no-brainer uh, that he More money, too, right? You're right. How much stock do you put in these reports and practices? Because Dak oh. Prescott was awful again yesterday. Uh, I'm he's throwing. This is Winston-type stuff. In the red zone, double coverage, throwing it up for grabs. I, uh, you're watching. I go, where are you throwing the ball? It, that's, it's a, what, what do you put into the Jimmy, Jimmy uh, Garoppolo reports? Evidently, I, I trust been, Adam Hill. If he, yeah, I, yeah, I don't. It's been bad. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm not surprised. It's cause for concern. It's good news with the Raider ticket under. Yeah, I also don't. But I mean, I'd, I'd be concerned that Dak is throwing three interceptions, two interceptions every day. Yeah, I also don't want to like flip it and go the other way. Like when you watch Hard Knocks, the first right? episode, sure. you're going to be like, "Oh my God, well, Rodgers looks awesome." They love the suck. guy. Yeah. Jets are winning the Super Bowl. It's other stuff. But that's... oh no, 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 I know that. Yeah, yeah but uh, yeah. Uh, but if a guy had all uh, the interceptions last year and he's doing it every practice, I'd uh, be worried. I will tell you. I mean, a guy like Desmond Ritter. When he's making right, passes right, right. that are four okay. yards behind the receiver, it's like, Good point. that's not pretty. But then you have the year that the Bengals went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Rams. Remember that? Of course. This offense looks terrible. This roster stinks. Chase can't catch a cold. Right. Rookie of the year. That's right. Mm-hmm. And they were 25 or 30 to 1 to win their division that year before the season started. Food for thought. Follow the money here on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. We'll get into today's Major League Baseball card covered up next. I'd like to look at a lot to examine on today's card. Some big splits, as always, with home road numbers. Various pictures going today. That's next here on VSIN. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. 
Football season's here. Time to make some money. No one knows football like VEASAN. Now's the time to become a VEASAN subscriber. Get the NFL college guides. Only VEASAN subscribers get all the tools to get ready for the upcoming season. Profiles of every team, power ratings, best bets on win totals, player awards. $1.99. You sign up today. Both guides, full access through the Super Bowl. Or $19 first month and see what we have to offer. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Some NFL preseason depth charts coming up in a few minutes. This is uh, what Chip Kelly had to say about college realignment, the head coach of uh, UCLA. Kelly said, quote, Notre Dame is an independent in football, but they're in a conference for everything else. Why aren't we all independents for football? Take the 64 teams in the Power Five and make that one division. Take the 64 teams in a group of five, make that another division. We play for a championship. They play for a championship, and no one else gets affected. Our sport is different than everybody else. We only play once a week. Travel's not a big deal for football, but it's a big deal for every other sport. End of quote, Chip Kelly. I'm interested to see what happens with SMU. I think they'll be on the move, and I think that's a sneaky good program that's had a lot of history and success a long time ago, but they have a ton of money. Where are they going to go? Big 12 said they're done. Yeah, I don't know. But that's, I know the... Um, I don't think the SEC would want SMU. Well, they were rumored to be. They're, they're one of the teams rumored, along with Cal, Stanford, uh, that they could join. Yeah. But uh, certainly of that uh, big TV market there as well. But that's, I'd like to keep an eye on them. And then we'll see what happens with Stanford. And uh, if it just appears Oregon State and Washington State will go to the Mountain West. I think if, uh, if someone ran the numbers, I think we talked about this. If Clemson and, and the Florida State leave the ACC, then I think the, like the leftovers, it would be a total of 32. Saying, would you go to some pod or like a mini NFL with divisions, something like that? Probably. But uh, I'll I'll tell you one, too. I mean, is Stanford out on their own right now with those three other Pac-12 teams based on their current form in college football? This this team is not far removed from a 10, 11, 12 win team on an annual basis. Right, right. And, And playing for a chance to be in the playoff or playing in a major bowl game and having tons of talent. I mean, are are we just getting a little nuts here? That uh, like nobody wants them, but the ACC's kicking the can on this team. No, like Stanford's out. How? That to me is mind-boggling. They should, I, I don't know. They should be coveted as much as almost any of these other programs. Well, uh, I know lack of, of fans, and they don't really come out to support the program. But what it means for the actual everyone else? I have, like twenty-six of the last twenty-nine years, haven't they like, won the most titles in, in all sports? In all sports like that? combined, yeah. That's ridiculous. What Stanford's done. Yep. So what it means for every other student athlete there, uh, what, what happened uh, last week. So like like uh, Brett McMurphy told us, there's a lot more coming. And, and keep an eye on Florida State, and, and we'll see what happens here. With uh, They were talking to Cal Stanford, and, and maybe SMU could be on the move. Yep. Okay, so uh, this is always uh, something that you need to have bookmarked, print off, whatever you like to do to have it handy. Matt Humans here at VEASAN did a great job of writing this up on the website. You can go get it. It's available right now at vcin.com. NFL preseason quarterback depth charts. And um, some of the guys who played well, and I'll I'll go back to the first episode of Hard Knocks last night, when Aaron Rodgers was uh, mic'd up pretty much the entire episode, and he's like telling the team, DTR can play. And they, you know, DTR came over to Rodgers, and they talked for a minute before the game started. And he's like, he's good. Um, and then during the game, he's like, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to tell you this kid's talented. I watched him play in the West Coast, uh, West Coast kid, watched him play at UCLA. And DTR 
popped last week in the Hall of Fame game. Like, that's the kind of guy that I want to get behind, right? I want to be backing with my bet when I know that he's going to be playing and getting some action in the preseason. And, Paul, to your point, can the guy can throw, but also when it's not there, is he going to be able to tuck it away yeah. and then, you know, pick up eight yards and maybe a first down? He has that capability. And that's been on the roster with uh, Baltimore for years and oh. why they've done so well. So the game, one of the games tomorrow on national TV – uh, Houston open one and a half. They're up to three and a half. Stroud, Mills, Keenum. Stroud will start. Not yep. bad. Pretty good. Yeah. Patri- Belichick won't give you anything. I mean, he was asked, will Mac Jones play? He goes, well, I mean, come on. Uh, but anyways, that's Bell. But uh, Mac, Zappi, McSorley, and then uh, the Cunningham kid from Louisville as well. Surprised at a total this high with a preseason game as well. It's yeah. 38 and a half. That's, that was my first look at the game. I'm like, wow, that seems a bit high. Um, you mentioned Baltimore and Anthony Brown. He played really well last year, had the second highest rating, basically, of the guys who played enough snaps in the preseason at 117.7. He threw for um, 484 yards, three touchdowns, and 75% completion percentage. The Ravens' rotation goes Lamar. Well, who knows if Jackson's going to play, but Huntley, Josh Johnson, Anthony Brown. And, again, they opened up three or three and a half against Philly, and that, that game ballooned up all the way to six, but that's going to be the expectation, right, on Baltimore. If books, if they if they would cover in this game against Philly in week one of the preseason, the books will not open them up three-point favorite again against anybody. They, they, they're probably going to open them up like where this number's at right now because Harbaugh going back is 38-16-1 yep. in the preseason. He yep. kills it. You're surprised at the move. Seattle taking money. They're the late game tomorrow. Geno, Locke. Ehlers, the kid from uh, East Carolina, to round it out with the Seahawks against the Vikings at home. Uh, well, Pete Carroll has been... He had, well, he was. He he was. He was going for it, and Mr. College, rah-rah, let's win every game, but he's dialed it back the last couple of years. He used to be very good ATS. Yeah, there there was a long stretch where, again, that's the guy that I want to bet this time of year. Flipped a, a, a little bit. Um but that's not a bad rotation that you just, that you brought up right there. Other guys who played well last year in the preseason. Well, Chase Daniel did. He's out of, out of the league as we speak. Davis Webb played well, but he's out of the league as we speak. I was really hoping Bryce Perkins was going to latch on to a team. He's currently uh, not in the league with a team uh, on a roster. Bryce Perkins was great for the Rams, I thought, last year in the preseason. Dobbs played well last year. I brought up Josh Johnson. He did. And I think, you know, Skylar Thompson played as well as anybody a year ago. You really have to like the Dolphins rotation as well because you're going to yes. get Mike White. You're going to get Skylar Thompson and uh, both those guys. Skylar again showed it last year as a rookie, but good. Mike White too. Uh, the Saints are lane three Sunday against the Chiefs. They're going to play the star, at least the starters will play. Carr, Winston, Hayner from Fresno, Taysom Hill, not very good. And the 49ers are up to four out here. They take on the Raiders Sunday afternoon. Purdy, Lance, Darnold, Allen. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, well, do, do you want to back Trey Lance when he's going to be getting playing time? No, that, that's also the, the scrambling thing, though, too. You know, if you're in there with the, your third string and you're in there with guys who won't be on the team, and the play breaks down, you just take off and run. Yeah, I think I would Send rather... Drive. But, you know, am I going against... You know, who am I going against? Am I going against another Garbers or O'Connell? O'Connell. Evidently, yeah. O'Connell's look good in practice. 
for the Raiders for what it's worth. I would say this about the 49ers. If uh, Shanahan would come out and say, we're going to play Trey Lance in the first half, I don't think I'd really want them. But if he said, we're going to play Sam Darnold in the first half, I would be more willing to back Sam Darnold in the first half. Sure you would. Than I would Trey Lance. Yeah. That's the way I would break it down with the 49ers. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the Bears? Mm-hmm. Justin Fields, P.J. Walker, Nathan no. Peterman. No. I don't either. No. I don't want to. I don't want to be back in that uh, quarterback big, room. Big move on them too. Yeah. Big move on the Bears mm-hmm. that afternoon game. Yep. Uh, the Bills go Josh Allen, Kyle Allen, Matt Barkley. Yeah, humans yesterday said he didn't like it. That's not he, he Barkley has put up good numbers though in the preseason. He has, yeah. I, I just if he's probably if he plays an entire half, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean that's a veteran who's who's been around a while, and I don't I think he can put up some numbers against backups. Yeah, it is interesting with the Ravens going against Philly because actually Philly, the, it's not bad in my opinion. I mean, yeah, her, but her, you have a coach who doesn't care though. He, that's the thing, right? It kind of yeah. balances it out because their quarterback rotation goes hurts. Uh, he won't play much at all in the preseason. Mariota, Tanner McKee, and Ian Book. But that's yeah. not awful. How about Detroit signing Teddy Two Gloves? Okay, not bad. Yeah. Right, you know, we know Goff's the guy, and he looks incredible so far in practice. But if something happens, there's a guy who's been an ATS machine his whole career. I uh, agreed, yeah. And uh, the big one is staying healthy. But that's a guy in a pinch if you need him, throw Teddy in there. We could be all right. Yeah. No disagreement for me. Hopefully, he makes the team, and it works out for Teddy. Actually, uh, I'm looking at the Chiefs rotation right now. After Mahomes, it's Blaine Gabbert, Shane Bouchelle, who was good last year. Yes. He was totally fine. Uh huh. I don't and, have a problem uh, with, yeah, I don't have a problem with those guys. Okay, uh, but the, the the one the late game is Chargers Rams. You have two coaches who don't care, and you got Staley who was with the Rams and McVay. So that's that might just be both guys running the ball. Might be get out of here, and that's I think the total's thirty two. Yeah, that might be an under bet there. Yeah. Up next, we'll preview the Washington Commanders. JP Finley's going to join the show. One zero six seven, the fan in DC. Big deal or nothing to see with what Ron uh, Ron Rivera told the media yesterday. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. 
Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.